We're continuing on this morning with the sermon series asking the question, uh, how's your walk? And the question that we're asking today is simply, where are you walking? And I was growing up, and I'm sure you will relate to this story, your mother or father would always have said to you there were particular places that I didn't want you to walk to or walk through. Where I grew up in Birmingham, uh, there was a shortcut uh, to the park, uh, but it was not lit up. It was under the railway bridge and it was over the, the, the river. And, uh, and so therefore, in the daytime, it was okay to walk that way. It wasn't a problem to walk that way, but under no circumstances were you ever to walk that way at night at dark in the dark because my mom filled me with all these uh, terror stories of people and things and stuff that lived down there at night so you were just scared to walk that way uh, one night I decided I was going to walk that way I was late for something so I decided to walk through um, the, the way I was not supposed to go uh, as you can imagine I was about 10 or 11 at the time and I understood because it wasn't lit up uh, why I wasn't supposed to walk that way uh, because it was pitch black you couldn't see where you were going you could only see the lights in the distance the path was very small and then obviously I was scared uh, and so what you do when you're scared and you're walking that way is you speed up and the problem is when you speed up or begin to uh, run uh, in the pitch black you can't see anything I ended up tripping over falling over got covered in mud and I decided the best thing to do was to turn around and go back the way I had came and obviously when I got into that house the first question my mum asked me is where had I been now I'm not going to tell a lie from the pulpit of church this morning so I had to confess my sin to her uh, and she sort of dealt with me appropriately <laughs> as mothers do did back then and so but it taught me a lesson about being careful about where you are walking and the principle is true in the spiritual as well uh, psalm 23 says this and we all know this psalm, very well known psalm probably the most famous of all the psalms and so we verse you just want to focus on uh, this morning psalm 23 says the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with oil my cup runs over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever Sam has much to teach us uh, this morning it says we usually call it a funeral psalm because this is a psalm that always gets read uh, at a funeral uh, lots of people pick this psalm uh, both uh, believers and non-believers because it is uh, so well known but it has something to teach us today about the walk that we are on uh, in our journey uh, through life and I think we would all agree with this next statement that's going to come before you on the screen that simply says this it says we would all agree that the journey 
journey through life is not always a walk in green pastures, by still waters and along paths of righteousness. I think we would all agree that our walk is not always uh, those things. There were some times that we like to walk. It says uh, recently because... Uh, one, it's good for you to get out and exercise. Uh, and secondly, I said, there's nothing else to do. So we've taken up the walking. There's a particularly nice walk near where we live around uh, what they call Woodford uh, Dams. And it's around the three reservoirs in uh, the hills surrounding Carrick Fergus. And uh, over the last few weeks, uh, myself and the love of my life, which is a which is Athena, in case any of you are confused. We have gone for a walk, and those walks are lovely and pleasant, if not a little bit cold. Uh, but they're lovely and pleasant because you go for a walk, you're chatting, and those walks are lovely. There are other walks that you have to do, that you need to do, and it's those walks where you're walking through the beating down rain that's firing into your face. It's freezing cold, and all you want to do is get into the house in front of a warm fire. The the reason I put this statement up is because our life, um, uh, which represents our walk, is not always uh, walking green pastures, uh, still waters, and paths of righteousness. See, we have to understand the context that David wrote this, and David was a shepherd uh, before he was a king. And so David writes this, and he, he uses the illustration of, of not just the, the, the shepherd, but the sheep, uh, to help us understand what God does for us. Uh, and so he understood that this, that in Israel, that, that sheep need to be led to different places uh, in different seasons in order to find a suitable grass to eat, uh, to give them food when they're hungry. So when the summer heat begins to burn off all the grass where they are, they have to move on to find uh, something else to eat. And so this is what the shepherd does. And so the shepherd will move the flock in order to find uh, another suitable area for the sheep to graze. Uh, you don't leave the sheep to their own devices because they just don't have a clue to be honest with you and and so where David kept his sheep in and around Bethlehem um, there were different places that he could lead the sheep and take them to uh, one of them was down in the Jordan Valley and obviously was a particularly dangerous place at, at different times of the year to travel there there could have been wild animals there could have been robbers um, but it was important that the sheep were led to grassy pastures and still waters and even though they must pass through dark and dangerous places it says the sheep followed the shepherd because the shepherd had the interest of the sheep at heart the sheep didn't necessarily know where they were going uh, but they knew that they were to trust the shepherd and uh, we would all agree simply uh, this uh, the sheep didn't know to know where the green pastures or still waters were all it needed to know was where the shepherd was and I thought to myself, that's often like the circumstances that we face in life that we walk through. We're not quite sure sometimes of everything that's going on around us and everything that's going on uh, towards us and to us and that. But we can trust the one who is the shepherd. You see, the shepherd didn't only comfort and restore, but he guides his sheep into righteousness. You know, there was a moral aspect to this as well, because in uh, the Old Testament and as we move into the New, we know that righteousness has one aspect of 
of us being made right with God and we've heard about this at the table this morning but there was a righteousness that means that actually we're to do the right thing and actually in our walk through life the challenge to do the right thing is 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 also to do with that walking along the paths of righteousness as the shepherd leads us along that way uh, there was a place where the shepherd had to walk through uh, not only that he had to guide and lead the sheep through as well now it's important point here that there are two key words here that we often miss and the two key words are walk through that's actually the key phrase here walk through and they're actually it's actually a comforting phrase it's actually two words that do bring a huge amount of comfort you see David recognized that under the shepherd's leading he may walk through the valley of the shadow of death but it wasn't their destination and it wasn't their dwelling place. He wasn't looking to stop there and live there. The key was that he was walking through the valley. And, and we take hold of that and when we apply that principle thought to our life, I, I read this quote and I thought just a simple one really to remember that our current situation is not our permanent destination. That current situation is not our permanent destination. That David understood as a shepherd applied the principle to God being the shepherd that actually those two words are walked through meant that they were really just to walk through the valley that actually that's what they were supposed to do they were to walk through the, it wasn't their final resting place it wasn't their destination it wasn't where they were going to live uh, that actually it was not their permanent destination that as they were led down these paths we see the language that they weren't simply trapped in the valley or dwelling in the valley uh, it says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death now when I did some study on this uh, it, it actually valley of the shadow of death is not actually the most accurate translation of the original Hebrew here uh, the original text because it can be translated into darkest valley and also valley of deep darkness now why do I say that well the first thing is this sheep don't understand the, the concept of death to start with you know that when we read this we talk about walking through the valley of the shadow of death and we apply it to the to maybe a funeral to the loss of somebody that, that we love uh, but actually it's not really what David is getting at here that he didn't choose this word by chance uh, and we will probably relate to this a little bit more but, but it's just that valley of, of darkness that that valley in a sense the the valley of deep darkness that he talks about that he could have used any word could have used any other word but he doesn't you know he could have used the word for darkness for night or shadow but he does not he uses it in a sense of that word and we, we would relate to this the, the, those dark nights where we feel there is no hope those dark times where we feel just despair, those dark times where we feel just the grief and the sorrow and the hardship, I wonder if there's a way out. That's the word that he's really using here when he talks about the valley of deep darkness. It has been translated and can be translated valley of the shadow of death, but it can be translated as well, that valley of deep darkness. And lots of people ha have been in that valley of deep darkness. They've been there in that place, that despair, that lack of hope uh, and stuff. And so he uses that word that describes a, a moment in when life is at its worst when we feel like that there's no hope but there is always hope 
Because what we learn from this is this, is God never promises to take us around or above the pain and difficulties and struggles. He does promise to take us through these things in such a way that every point he is always working for his glory in our walk with him. In our hardships and in our difficulties, in our adversity and in our troubles, God is doing a work where he is leading us through. And many times our prayer is, Lord, take us out of this. Lord, will you deliver us from this? But often what God is doing is walking us through something because he's doing something in our lives. He's doing something to change us and make us to be the people that he wants us to be. And when he does that, he's doing all of that simply for his glory and we spoke about that last week when we talked about the war that Enoch had you see the point of this verse is that even when we have a reason to be afraid we do not need to fear because God is with us and he will take care of us he's like a shepherd he knows what he's doing and our interests he has our best interests in mind you see David just simply gives the key here he says why should he not fear why should he not be afraid he just simply says this God is with me. So that's his key. That's the foundation. It doesn't mean that there's no fear. It doesn't mean that he's not scared. It doesn't mean that as he walks through this uh, deep dark valley and he goes that way, it doesn't mean that he's not afraid. He simply bases everything he lives his life upon, upon this. He says, God is with me. He says, uh, Spurgeon said this, he said, death in his substance has been removed. Only the shadow of it remains. Nobody is afraid of a shadow, for a shadow cannot stop a man's pathway even for a moment. The shadow of a dog cannot bite, the shadow of a sword cannot kill, the shadow of death cannot destroy us. And you see, when he says those words, when he speaks those words, it's the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of deep darkness. Actually, the shadow can't harm us. He says there may be difficulties and troubles that come our way. And while we are never promised there will be no evil, we can be assured of this, that we need to fear no evil, for he is always with us as a shepherd as we follow him along the path. You see, we might say this, that the shepherd's presence did not eliminate the presence of evil, but certainly the fear of evil. Thought about this as they go through the valley and the sheep are there and the lions and the bears are there and they look down and they suddenly see dinner time and so they spot out the sheep and sheep can't defend themselves, they can't attack, uh, they can't do anything and so maybe the lions and the bears are looking and thinking, here's supper. It says until somebody fires off from a catapult, a stone that hits them and then suddenly they realize these sheep are protected. These sheep are defended. These sheep are looked after by the one that walks at the front and it stops him, it stops them who want to uh, steal and kill and destroy these sheep. He says it stops them from taking them and eating them. Why? Because it's the presence of the shepherd who is there protecting. How is it possible for David to say, well, fear no evil in his walk? He says, because he, he says in the rest of the verse, you are with me. Whether danger, difficulty, or even in a sense death, as the interpretation goes, he says, I fear no evil. Why? Because five words 
that stick with us and hold with us, particularly at this present time. Why? For you are with me. And we hold on to that this morning, whether we are sat in church or watching from our homes, facing whatever circumstances we are facing, whatever valleys we are going through. Why do we need not fear? For you are with me. You see, we can still calmly walk. We don't need a quick and our pace and alarm or panic. We, 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 we don't walk in the valley. We walk through the valley. And you see, when it comes to banishing the darkness of fear, there was simply no greater light than the promise of God's presence. That to know that God is with us through everything that we go through. You see, David will fear no evil because God is with him and God will protect him like with the sheep that are there. And, and God will not allow any lasting harm to come to his sheep. Uh, because there's three things that we see that happen to us. Uh, he allows trials, but they will not overcome. He allows sorrow, but joy will always follow. He allows wounds, but his healing is our certain hope. You see, there may be difficulties in the valley, but God will always bring his sheep safely to the other side. You see, we're talking about walking with God uh, and asking the question of where we're walking. And you see, in our walk from beginning to end, there will be difficulties and there will be valleys and, 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 and we know that there are times that there are mountain tops and we see the tremendous views that are there but there are also valleys that we walk through as believers and, and the truth that we stand on the foundation that we have in everything that we do in everything that we say in everything that happens to us in everything that going, is going on is really those five words that David says that we can rest assured on those that promise this morning for you are with me David gets hold of something here and his psalms are written because he relates something of, of real life he relates something of what's going on in his real life that he lives day by day and he relates it to the situation of how God feels about his children that God is the shepherd and we are the sheep and as we follow the shepherd, as we're guided by the shepherd, as we're led by the shepherd, all of that is what we need to do. But there is more. We've got to trust the shepherd. We've got to trust the shepherd. We can be led and we can be guided and we can follow. But there always comes a crunch moment that says we have to trust the shepherd. He leads, and he says that we, we, we read it later on in the, in the verses in Psalm 23 when he talks about his rod and his staff. You see, the rod is there because the rod was for, uh, the, the rod was for correction, but the staff was for direction. And that's why Shepherd carried the two because he understood this. And it says, and us as parents, and we will know if we've been children, and our parents did this to us, so we're not getting at the kids. Is this there are times that we needed correction and there are times that we needed direction? Uh, and we see here in this path in our walk with God, those two things are, are essentially what we need in our walk with Him, isn't it? There are times because we're walking, there's nothing worse than when you're going for a walk and you get lost. Now, I have a pretty good sense of direction. 
but I went out the other Sunday afternoon after church had been on and I went somewhere and I made that mistake uh, when I went for a walk I thought to myself I'm going to walk that way because I've never been that way before and what happened was I got lost because I eventually came to a road that I had never seen before or recognised and I didn't know whether to go left or right because I thought to myself, if I pick the wrong way here, I'm going to be walking for miles. And you see, what I'd got wrong, even though I was walking and making progress and going one step in front of the other, I thought that was enough. But what I realised was the direction I was going in had to be the right direction. It had to be the right direction. It couldn't just be walking anywhere. It had to be the right direction. Eventually, you'll be glad to know I got back to the car and I was okay to stand here before you today. But it did teach me a valuable lesson about at times in our life we need correction and at times in our life, like the sheep, that we need direction. It can't always be about direction. God sometimes brings us back onto the right path. He brings us back onto the place where we are supposed to walk. You see, in the midst of the valley, we're not alone. So we walk through our valleys, and you each will have your own different situations. We are not alone. The shepherd is with us. Through faith in God's word, through the work of God's spirit, we can be assured of the shepherd's presence in every step that we take in our walk with him. See, if you've walked with God through his grace that he provides in Jesus Christ, then you know this is exactly what he does. You can immediately think of situations in your life and experiences in your life where you know God has led you through, you didn't know which way to go, and God has led you through and directed you. And that disappointment and sorrow and despair that we feel in the valley, it says eventually the morning comes, like the psalmist says, weeping may endure for a night, says the psalmist, but joy comes in the morning. And I finish with this thought because this really is the crunch. This is really the mountaintop of what I'm trying to say uh, this morning. Uh, when we look at our walk, it's this, that when we walk through our valleys, they aren't always good. But the shepherd who walks through with us, he is always good. He always has our best interests at heart. He is the one that loves us more than anybody else can love us, would love us or should love us. And that truth of when we walk through the valleys, they aren't always good, and we know that. They aren't always favourable in a sense we look at them. They aren't always times when we feel, you know, God is listening to me. We feel our prayers are bouncing up the ceiling. That those valleys where we're people suffering with, with ill health, those valleys where people are struggling at the moment with loneliness or struggling with their mental health, it says those valleys aren't always good. But in the midst of those valleys, the one who walks with us, he is always good. And I encourage you with that this morning, that whatever it is you're going through, it is a valley, it is a difficult experience, it is a trial, it is a trouble. But the God who loves you is directing you and leading you. And though your valley may not be good at the moment, the one who leads you, guides you, and you follow, by putting your trust in him. He is always good. Why? For he's always with you. He's always with you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you, Father, for the lesson 
that David teaches us in this psalm that you truly are the, the, the good shepherd and though father there are times that you lead us to green pastures and still waters and along paths of righteousness father what also stands out in this verse is that when we walk through the valleys our valleys our difficulties they may not be good but God you are always good you are always good and we thank you for your goodness we thank you father god that you lead us and you guide us in our sorrow in our grief in our disappointment in our failures you lead us through the valleys to the other side for you are the shepherd that does not let go of your sheep because you love them and we take hold of that this morning and hold on to the assurance of that promise and thank you for your word today. And in the midst of every situation of every person who's in church this morning, who's watching online, God, would you just, we pray that you would give them an assurance of your presence in the midst of their valleys at this moment, that you are with them, you are with them and that their, 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 their place at the moment where they are dwelling where they are at the moment is not their final destination the God you are walking them through the valley to the other side and we say thank you for that in Jesus name Amen <laughs>